0: I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public if you put this out. Like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like, My insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. If they just assume they're going to pay my claim. Right? It's, it's. I, I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do <laughs> that we want them to have full faith and confidence in the banking system. They know the FDIC insurance is there. They know it works. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms representing this room. There's a bunch of people that will charge them by the hour a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs. But I would be careful about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public
1: Tim Pachook the Liberty Advisor here and the term bombshell epic stunning emergency I mean these are all terms that get thrown around way too much but this these are a series of absolute bombshell clips from the FDIC that's the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. They're the ones that are supposedly backing up all your money in the bank. And there's things that they throw out there, like, you know, casually talking about, hey, we're going to close banks on a Friday. Ideally, it's going to be a Friday. Talking about how the banks don't even trust one another. I mean, we just saw that in the previous clips, uh, that the general public has more faith in the banks than the bankers do in each other. And that's a you know a big reason why there was different repo bailout crises that happened in September 2019 that most of the public has no idea about, which I think was a big cover, a big reason why we had... Covid 19, everything that was going on to begin with, but we've got a whole series of clips. Now, I did not watch this full three-hour uh, FDIC meeting, but I do have friends that that uh, did watch the full thing. I also have uh, you know clips from other people that did, such as the Alaska Prepper on YouTube, who had you know several great clips in there. Uh, also had uh, you know some clips that I found first off on Infowars.com. Uh, this these were relating to uh, Wall Street silver and without further ado, you know, here is just another bombshell clip and we'll be, you know, I'll obviously be providing my own commentary, uh, as well as other things that the federal reserve and other banksters have done in the past to really kind of lay the groundwork, lay the foundation to basically screw us over and, uh, take everyone's money in the future. So that
0: if, and when we do
2: have to have that announcement on, on Friday night, ideally Friday night. On Friday night, ideally Friday night. Ideally Friday night.
1: Outside the halls of the FDIC, if you try to talking to the average American sheep, the average American slave out there, does anyone worldwide? They're like, oh, well, the FDIC. You know, they've got you know everything under wraps, under control. Well. Why would they need to talk about closing on a Friday night or closing at all if they would have everything under control? Now, I know she says if and when, but it does make it sound like the when is a lot more uh, assured thing than the if. Because, and I can tell you right now, it is just a matter of when, not a matter of if. The only if is, you know, if they're going to pull this or if they're going to pull that and then what series of ifs of things are going to pull and false flags and different problem and solutions to get us into, uh, you know, ultimately what their end game solution is, which is the CBDC. And of course they're going to do this on a Friday night. And it's funny they say Friday night because, uh, like myself and Ernest Hancock, you know, several times we'd always say like, boom, you know, wake up one day and it's going to be Monday. Well, I guess, you know, Friday, you know, as you wake up and Monday being the first time, you know, not being able to have access to the bank. And now, you know, in a little bit, I'm going to comment on different ways they could do this, different ways they could pull this off. You know, what might happen to those of you who actually do have some money in the bank? Because let's, let's be honest, obviously, you have to have some amount of money in the bank just to, you know, run day-to-day operations. And at this point, I don't think it's very wise to have too much more than just the bare minimum in the banks just to run your day-to-day uh, operations. But now we'll go on to some other stunning clips from this FDIC meeting.
3: But what we want to do and what we want to ask you about is what do we need to do To better set expectations, um, power our um, you know our communications and improve confidence when the time comes. And with that, I'll turn it over to my colleague Susan Baker.
1: Authorities, and we've been thinking about this across you know many dimensions. Uh, First, we look at who we need to be transparent for.
0: We think about what what message do these these stakeholders need to hear. Um, and it might not all be the same, Um, and then we think about when we need to be transparent. FDIC should just lay it all out there, say what you're going to do every step along the way, and and that pre-commitment will help improve confidence,
3: but we also need to be mindful of the need for FDIC to have operational flexibility to adjust to the specific facts and circumstances on the ground.
1: So they want to set expectations for when the time comes. So this time they're using the term when the time comes. And then the second speaker talks about the needs to be transparent. Why don't you just say what you're going to do every step along the way? Now, part of this maybe is part of the vestigial magic where they need to tell you what you're going to do. And then, you know, if you let the vampire into your home, then it's sort of, you know, your own doing. And so, you know, why not? You know, the average, you know, American slaves is way too busy watching football. And, and no offense, you know, if you've already got your stuff together and you, you know, you know, you're taking care of things and you're watching football. You know, we all like to do, you know, we've got some sort of, you know, vices and, uh, you know, things we do to relax. But, you know, for the average person out there that knows absolutely nothing about any of this and then they're just, you know, completely wasting away, you know, with the classic bread and circus. A lot of them are going to wish that they're, they're doing our maybe actually manly things like figuring out what's going on in the world and how they can stop this rather than just watching other guys and spandex run around in the field, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, tackle each other. But, you know, they could put the entire game plan out there. Because they know that no one's going to cover this. They know that no one is going to care about this. And so, you know, we can just have, you know, stunning clip after clip after clip. And we know that the average person, unfortunately, just doesn't care. Now, luckily, more and more people are starting to wake up to this. Now, we do have another clip, you know, speaking of bombshells. This one, again, is going to be from uh, Infowars and Wall Street Silver. Uh, So, you know, without further ado, let's just get right into the clip right now.
3: I wondered whether there are some market tests of whether you're being heard. And I think about TLAC. So TLAC should, spread should respond to good and bad news.
1: I believe that is total loss absorption control. So, you know, in the effort to uh, stem like a massive, uh, you know, bank run or bank failure, uh, I believe that's what TLAC is, uh, T-L-A-C. About the institutions, and it's really
3: important. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be. That's, and, and it could be an early warning signal to the FDIC and the primary regulators when these things happen. And there may be some other prices. This is uh, similar to what Jay was saying in the market that you can tell whether people understand how the, who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be protected. That would be, I think, an interesting study to look at the evolution of market prices in a situation like March of 2020, for example, and see whether people understood what might happen. I wondered whether there
1: so who's going to be protected? Who's not going to be protected? Well, I can take a guess who's going to be protected. Probably the banksters, probably the money changers, probably the big corporations. They're going to be the ones that are protected. Who's not going to be protected are the little guy, uh, particularly the middle class because you know, if you're not well off at all and you're complete lower class, you know, you'll probably already be into the CBC or you've already had your fifth booster. It might die anyways. So not really going to matter. You know, you've already taken yourself out of the game, but you know, for so many people out there, uh you know they're gonna go from middle class to lower class some people have already gone from middle class to lower middle class and they're going from lower middle class to just absolute lower class and so we're just trying to create this whole uh not we uh but the you know basically the bankers out there are trying to basically create this completely dependent slave-like uh you know underclass that will absolutely do their bidding which is you know also you know part and parcel of why they're trying to bring in the migrants so i mean a lot of this does have uh, you know, other reverberating effects of you know, why they're doing these things. but you know we've got the quote over here, you don't want to have a huge run on institutions and they're going to be. Uh, so it's just you know another bombshell after bombshell after bombshell and then we're going to get right into another clip here.
2: I'd like to go back to, to some of Dick's early comments. I do think it is hard to get a lot of demand for transparency right now in this, in this sort of period of peacetime? BUT THAT IS GOING TO FLIP, AND IT'S GOING TO FLIP PROBABLY EVEN FASTER THAN WE SAW IN 2008, WHERE THE NEED FOR COMMUNICATIONS REALLY QUICKLY IN THE SOCIAL MEDIA WORLD, uh, TO AVOID DISINFORMATION, TO HAVE SOME HOLDING PATTERNS FOR THINGS LIKE, I REMEMBER IN THE EARLY DAYS OF bail-in, PEOPLE SAYING, THEY'RE COMING FROM MY DEPOSITS, RIGHT? SO JUST HOLDING, just holding COMMUNICATIONS THAT YOU CAN PULL OUT THAT ARE HELPFUL TO DEAL WITH DISINFORMATION, SOME VERY SIMPLE THINGS, um, AND HOW QUICKLY YOU'LL BE ABLE TO DEAL WITH DIFFERENT CONSTITUENCIES uh, for example, as liabilities are further up and closer to harm's way. When are you going to be able to give them some comfort, if any? How do you deal with uh, foreign operations? Uh, how do you communicate to some of those different groups? I, I think ex-ante preparation for the speed of scaling up and the ability to get information out to avoid rumors taking over the, the narrative strikes me as probably the place that feels like it's got the most benefit. In a world where I think the you've done a pretty good job of getting out the basics of Title II and some of the basic resources that are available now.
1: So he talks about avoiding different narratives or try, trying to control the narrative. And actually, Klaus Schwab's newest book is called "The Great Narrative," because everything is about just being able to shape the message, shape uh, the narrative. I mean, that's the biggest reason. Uh, you know the. That is really pissing off the powers of B in terms of Elon Musk with Twitter is that now he is in control of one of the public narrative spaces and so even though he bought for 44 billion and it was probably way too much money, uh, you know what that right there what he's doing with that is being able to control the narrative. That's why people go in they buy uh like the Washington Post or you know like Jeff be- Bezos. I mean they're basically just using that as a tax loss, but you know. If you have your newspaper, I forgot what it was, like Newsweek or some of these newspapers get bought by a dollar, they're losing a bunch of money. It's not about making money for these people. It's about, you know, being on the front of every single grocery store, you know, as you're going by and you know, skimming and perusing. Because the average person, they're not actually like digesting all, you know, tons and tons of volumes of information. They're just looking at different headlines or they're, you know, as they're looking for, you know, some GMO snack crap food or some Cheetos or some Mountain Dew, they're looking over. And seeing some headline of something, and so so many people's worldviews are just you know as they're passing by and they hear some CNN crap on the on the television, and and it's even though they don't really know what's going on, they just want to be you know in the in the narrative of what. The mainstream is telling them and pushing them to go towards. Now, luckily, so many people are starting to break out of this, and so many people are starting to see through this. And there's a lot of us who probably have seen through this like more than a decade ago. And really, you know, the best way uh, to, you know, get me to go do something is to try to tell me not to do something or to try to, like, you know, in 2016 when they're telling, you know, basically everybody not to vote for Trump, you know, that's what made me give him a shot. And then I gave him a shot, and then he then, you know, tried through Operation Warp Speed. Give everybody else a shot. And uh, I apologize for my girlfriend's cat that is jumping in uh, through the back window, but you know, maybe she's wanting to uh, remind me to tell everybody about learn the risk, which is uh, my girlfriend's organization started by Brandy Vaughn and it was an activist organization trying to warn people about the dangers of vaccines before it was safe to do so. And it was never safe to do so, because when it did become safe to do so they ended up murdering the founder, Brandy Vaughn. Uh, my guess is that they poisoned her. There's a whole bunch of behind the scenes things a reasoning why I actually think that that happened. But, uh, You know without further ado uh you know actually i'm not really sure if we even have any more clips that i I think are worthy to go over so at this point you know it really is all going to come down to uh you know i know there were some other clips that talked about title two which is basically the bankruptcy living will provisions for the banks and, you know, and this is something that Obama made them do. And I I believe Obama, I can't remember the year, but I think it was around 2014 when they actually basically said that the money at the banks, isn't your banks. I mean, that can be used to pay back different creditors, uh, pay back, uh, you know, some of their outstanding liabilities. Hey kitty. So I'm, I'm actually more of a dog person. I know I was talking about being, uh you know, hope she doesn't scratch me for that but uh, you know I I do have a uh, dog and inherited a couple of cats with my girlfriend uh, her, but you know she's she's nice but <laughs> she ended up climbing in through a uh, through a window to come in here but anyways uh, you know, it's just absolutely insane, and the only thing I think that, you know, the real question is, is what sort of series of events will precipitate this? I think it's going to be, you know, that maybe they'll pull out the, the, the cyber attack will maybe be the uh, preferred method, method that they'll go for. We saw last year around this time, you know, several Big uh, nation states like like Israel, the U.S., uh, Germany, you know, a few others are running these basically financial war game exercises of having, uh, you know, essentially the you know U.S. Finan- or a worldwide major financial system going down. So you know that could be one way. You know, maybe there's an attack on that. Maybe there's just uh, now in a really dire scenario, would be just an EMP, you know, going off in the atmosphere that you know kicks everybody back to the Stone Age. But at th- that point, I think that might be too drastic. Not saying that it won't happen. Uh, but you know certainly that's one of the cards that they have in there but you know I think just more of your run-of-the-mill cyber attack that can get blamed in Russia and that way they can You know get everybody into their totalitarian system because if they just go complete EMP attack then all of a sudden, you know There, there really is no way to you know roll out a CBDC or no way to roll out a lot of their uh, you know different 5G Advanced control grids, uh, but you know what it would do is kill off a bunch of people. And certainly, you know, they're definitely in the business of you know uh, not caring if they kill off a bunch of people. And actually, you know, whatever, whatever they can do to kill more people would probably be even better for them. Uh, and now you might ask, you know, what, how come the jabs didn't kill everybody? Well, not a not everybody got the same jab. Uh, B, you know, because of different supply chain uh, issues. Uh, I forgot the exact temperature you have to keep the jab at. It's like you know like negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. Uh, now, obviously, that that did not happen. So not everyone got the full actual dose of it. All the, the jabs were not the same to begin with, because they were using people as guinea pigs out there. And there was even that clip from uh, Netanyahu where he's like, oh, we talked with Berla about, uh, you know, Israel being the perfect place because we already have, you know, vaccine, we already have uh, digital databases and so we know you know every single health ailment somebody has and so we can study in real time the different side effects and so they're using us as guinea pig not us because obviously I'm not uh, stupid enough to get this but they're using us as guinea pigs. For this to see what works, what doesn't work, ultimately to give the life extension technology to the ultra elite. You know, you think anything, you know, you think the government gives two shits about, you know, your life or my life or anybody's life out there. It's more of like a no lives matter type situation. And what's speaking of no lives matter, what will probably happen is, now even though there's a $250,000 uh, FDIC, you know, the rules always get changed during emergencies. I mean, just go back to GM uh, you know, during 2009, I believe it was, uh, they decided to screw over the bondholders in, in favor of the stockholders when the government took that out. So, you know, GM government motors, uh, now it looks like because of, you know, just a paltry amount of sums that the FSC has, you'll probably get a penny on the dollar, uh, for the money that you have in there. Maybe you'll get all your money if you've got you know, under 10,000 or maybe under 25,000. And this is all for informational purposes only because obviously we're taking wild stabs at this stuff. And so, you know, you're going to have to do your own research. You consult with your own financial advisor. If you don't have a financial advisor and certainly if you don't have one that hasn't already thought through things, you don't have an advisor that's taken stuff seriously and maybe doesn't already have uh, you know, a homestead, doesn't already, uh, you know, trying to get these advanced preparations, you know, both financially, mentally, spiritually, uh, you know, and, and you want to take a look elsewhere, you can go to the Liberty advisor show.com, check out some of my past work, and then also go to the Liberty advisor show, uh, sorry, the Liberty advisor to then, you know, become a client, give, giving out free consultations. Uh, and right now, I mean, this is the time to do things. I mean, because eventually it's going to be a point where you can't access things. And so if you need to keep money safe, I do have different, uh, you know different attack vectors where i don't think the system is going to go after certain uh areas that would keep your money safe uh you know if you you know can't really afford the volatility of let's say something like bitcoin or even the volatility of something like silver or gold uh you know but you know if there's cash that you want and want to keep safe and don't you know necessarily want all of it under the mattress you know i do have some other ideas on that. But again, this is all for informational purposes only. If you do want advice from me, I am giving out free consultations. I can't remember if it was 15 or 20 minutes, but that is for everyone for over half a million dollars, giving out free consultations. And I do have other people on my staff who are willing to do that for, uh, you know, for people who do have under half a million. So it's just, you know, a great way to be able to pick our brains, but, you know, getting back to, you know, kind of getting away from this disclaimer because the SEC is more, you know, worried about going after people like me than, you know, the bank frauds that are out there. But, you know, who knows what is going to precipitate all this because, you know, none of us, you know, are Nostradamus, to know, the exact way, but, you know, again, it does not take Nostradamus, I guess it's not a because I didn't say this before, it doesn't take Nostradamus to figure out what ultimately is going to happen. It's just, you know, how we're going to get there is the only, you know, and, you know, is the only variable. So, you know, maybe they'll have a bioweapon terror attack, you know, before all this, and that way people can't, you know, be out there in the streets. I think you'd have to try to have some way to take the guns, although obviously they have not been very successful at trying to take the guns in the past. Uh, so, so who knows That's, So again, bioweapon terror attack before this, uh, maybe it's some new variant they try to roll out. So that way the people are already off the streets. Maybe it could be an EMP from above. Maybe it's just, you know, the Russians and air quotes. Uh, which is probably really the CIA going through and you know taking down the banking system, and so you know there's many different ways to kind of get here. And then what the government's going to do is they're going to be waiting in the wings and say, oh, you know, if you if you want more than your one penny and the dollar that we currently have backed up, and maybe they'll give you know ten cents out of a dollar and have some multi you know trillion dollar uh, you know stimulus program. But I believe what they would then end up doing from there is that they would probably uh say oh you know if you want more than your two pennies on the dollar uh you know here we've got a cbdc for you and then that will be you know the perfect way to kind of roll things out because the average person that just lost uh you know like ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars or half a million dollars you know they're gonna you bet you bet your ass you're gonna be getting in line you know getting that cbdc or it's like hey you know if you don't want your mortgage uh you know payment you know you know we're going to have you know this temporary uh you know basically pause on it but or you know a little reprieve but what you've got to do is you got to sign up over here or there, there might be some new system that thing gets tied back to your social security system or they're going to then also have that rolling out with like a brookings institute type plan that they've already brookings institute has uh you know had a variation of this plan where it's like hey you know we'll give maybe uh everybody a thousand bucks a month. And then that month will, that, that money will go into a kitty, but you don't actually uh, get that money. So maybe now you've got like $15,000 sitting in the kitty, but you don't actually get it until 80% of your street or your neighborhood or your town or your city or your village or your school or your whatever is already vaccinated. And then it's going to then pit the people against each other to then really have this really nightmarish type scenario. And so this is something that you absolutely should be planning for. You should have been planning for it well before this video. You should have already assumed that these people were already making statements like this, partly because they have. I mean, none of this is new. I mean, going back to 2014, uh, Stanley Fisher, the vice chairman of the Federal Reserve, gave a speech in Stockholm, Sweden. And the only reason I was able to find this relatively easily is because I knew that he gave the speech in Stockholm, Sweden, and I knew who it was. And so I just, I was looking at this actually in August of 2014, when it first came out on the federal reserve.gov website, which I'm on right now. And so again, this is on federal reserve.gov. And so if you hit control F, type in the word bail, you'll see it. And so here we are just reading exactly from Stanley Fisher, who was the former second in command at the federal reserve, uh, I believe underneath uh, 2014, it was Osama Ben Bernanke and then uh and before that he was the Bank of Israel chairman and i guess you've also have to, have to ask yourself you know why is someone who is the head uh and also an israeli citizen you know second in command at the federal reserve i mean you know not that i'm some like strong super pro strong ultra nationalist uh i'm not but you know you I don't think you should have foreign citizens running central banks. I mean, I don't even think you should be having central banks. Uh, so then it gets us off into the wrong argument to begin with because, you know, it's not about auditing it. You know, you're really going to trust audit that's going to come from them anyways. But anyways, without me further pontificating on this, Stanley Fisher said in 2014, as part of this approach, the United States is preparing a proposal to require systemically important banks to issue bail-inable long-term debt that will enable insolvent banks to recapitalize themselves. In resolution without calling on government funding this cushion is known as a gone concern buffer so in english what that means is when they say that they want to have issue bail enable long-term debt that will enable insolvent banks to recapitalize themselves what it means is taking your money and basically uh recapitalizing themselves with your money and so it's not too different than uh same sam bankman fraud <clears throat> you know when excuse me, when Alameda was going through different margin calls it was like, oh, look, we got all this money over here at FTX. We'll just go take our customer money or what happened to MF Global. And so what the banks will do is they'll give everybody a haircut. And yeah, I did get a pretty bad haircut from the one I just got the other day, but they're going to give everybody a bit, really, really bad haircut, worse than one I just got. And, uh, you know, Hey, you know, you had $20,000 in the bank and now, Hey, you've got, you know, 200 or, but, you know, everyone's, you know, the banks are all good the banks are all fine the people are guess what people are gonna get really effing pissed when this happens so i'm sure the government will give them something else <clears throat> to uh, be pissed about so it's sort of like if someone says oh you know this is killing me and then like maybe like your dad your uncle's like oh well, I could if your left hand is uh, hurting you i can go uh, hit a hammer on your right hand and that'll make you forget about your left hand so i mean it might be like one of those type of situations where it's like oh hey you know uh, at least you're not dying in the streets like uh, you know fred over there who has you know the uh, XB12783-9 Omicron Delta Centaurian variant over there. At least you don't have that. And so, you know, you should be thankful. And, uh, but, you know, don't worry, you know, even though you only got 200 bucks out of your 20,000, if you come in, sign up with the CBDC, we'll then, you know, over the course of X amount of months, make it whole. And then maybe there'll just be other universal basic income on top of that. And so it's really... It's really just, you know, a madness that we actually are at this point, because this from Stanley Fisher, the speech was from 2014, almost 10 years ago. They When they talked about the T-LAC and having t- title two resolutions, which is the living wills and being prepared for almost 10 years on this. This is something that's a long time in the making. I'm actually just surprised it even got this far. But I mean, the main reason it was able to get this far is that in 2020, it just printed 80% of all the money that's ever been in existence. So, you know, with that said, you know, Make sure you're only keeping the bare minimum in the banks. Talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have a financial advisor, you're more than welcome to give our firm a shot. You can go to thelibertyadvisor.com uh, to find more information on that. Go, you can schedule a free consultation. Really, no strings attached. I've got plenty of business. So I'm not, you know, going to be hounding people to go, you know, work with us or anything like that. And uh, you know, anyways, uh, you know, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, you know, that's kind of a weird, I guess, note to go on a Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. You know, the banks are planning on screwing you. But you know what? It's better to know things ahead of time and know the uncomfortable truths of what's coming ahead of time than to be completely blindsided like the other 99% 99, uh, uh, 99 of people out there. But anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe. If you're watching this on World Alternative Media, I do have all my content over at the LibertyAdvisorShow.com. I've taken, uh, in essence, about a 10-month break from producing my own content mainly because I wanted to get prepared. And so I've already, I'm doing the homesteading thing right now, getting, uh, you know, prepared on, on all different fronts and I'm not prepared enough and I'm probably more prepared than 90% of people out there, but you know, you don't want to pre- compare yourself to the average person out there because the average person is always willfully un, un, under, uh, they, they, they have a lack of knowledge. They have a lack of understanding. They have a lack of preparing. And so, you know, you don't know how to prepare for something. If you don't even know something is coming to begin with and then, Maybe think, oh well, yeah, that's crazy, that's way off. It's not way off. And so I decided not to make any videos for the past ten months because I knew how imminent this was. And so everyone needs to, you know, take heed from this warning, and if from nothing else, just take heed from the fact that the FDIC themselves told you that you guys need to be getting prepared. Anyways, take care and we'll be back again with more videos. Take care. Bye. Hey, Everyone's Timpacho Liberty Advisor and you might be asking yourself you might be in a situation where you're close to retirement and you don't really have anybody that you can trust to manage your funds and help guide you through that retirement because if you are awake to what is going on in the world if you've been red-pilled if you've been exposed to the federal reserve how are we going to go work with somebody that has no idea you know about any of this stuff or you know let's say the off chance they do what are they doing to expose this well i've been exposing this for over the past 10 years coming to you live right now from well i guess i'm not live but i am from the Jekyll Island Club which is where the plan for the Federal Reserve was hatched just you know about 50 yards over that way and so right now if you are working with that average advisor they're planning for a world right now and they're planning for a future that they have no idea how things are gonna shake out I mean let's face it no one has a crystal ball I don't know exactly how things are gonna shake out but what I do know is that the elite or the people that are supposedly elite have a plan for us that is not very good and so this future If you want to you know manage your money act like how things were going the past 20 years are gonna be the same way things are gonna go in the future you're probably gonna have a very bad time and so even though yes it is good that I know about this stuff and I've been exposing this stuff what's really important is you know what does our track record look like well I I was on video October 3rd 2018 which is the day before Jerome Powell said that we were on autopilot and I was going through all the different reasons why There's no reason, no way the Federal Reserve could keep raising rates and how we are invested for that world. And then again, February 19th, 2020, I uploaded a video to YouTube where it was entitled something to the effect of 2020. What's in store, how to, you know, how to grow and protect your money. Anyways, that was the blueprint. It was uploaded the day before that stock market high. Again, we know we ended up coming back from that but on that in that video I mentioned how I was long the S&P 500 you know past performance indication future returns and also mentioned how I bought put options on the S&P so that way we could protect our clients so in 2019 when the S&P was up somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 percent you know we captured almost all of that and then this past year when the you know back in March when the market was down you know somewhere around uh, the neighborhood, the S&P was down somewhere around the neighborhood of 34%. You know, we were only down the price of that option, which for most people was between three and 5% ish, you know, give or take. But you know, it's a very good, you know, spot to be in, you know, having made almost all the gains last year, almost partaking in none of the losses at the absolute worst. And so a lot of people conservatively lost you 30%. A lot of advisors conservatively lost you 40%. If you're close to retirement, maybe you only lost 15%. Well, if you can see this stuff coming, there was no reason why that should be the case. And so, you know, what I do is and have you guys, you know, take a look at the links down below. You can check out all the claims that I've made in the past and just know that I really am the real deal when it comes to that. And the website is thelibertyadvisor.com. If you want to go check out all the different media that I put out, that would be the Liberty Advisor Show.com. And you know, we are coming here from Jekyll Island to take this back from the bankers and to help restore faith in humanity, but more importantly, to try to help protect and grow your retirement so then that way, everything that you've worked so hard for in your entire life isn't for waste. So act now, uh, you know, we do have a chance right now, you know, the, the markets have come back up, they've come back up, uh, you know, in pretty spectacular fashion, so you get a mulligan, you get a do-over, it's not every day, you get a do-over in life, so thelibertyadvisor.com
2: and look forward to talking with you today, take care.